This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about settlement solutions, litigation, mediation, and structured financial security from Ringler, the largest and most experienced company of settlement consultants in the United States. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by American General, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler's Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, unmanned aerial vehicles, commonly known as drones, are aircraft without human pilots. And drones were originally associated with the military, but are now used for both commercial and recreational use, and are certainly becoming more prevalent every day. In fact, some of you may re- recall the uh, amazing use of drones in Lady Gaga's performance at this year's Super Bowl. And, of course, you may have also uh, noticed the amazing performance of my New England Patriots, too. That was pretty darn good, wasn't it? And today here on Ringler Radio, we're going to have a very interesting show. We're going to be discussing uh, the other side of the drone phenomenon, the, the issue of liability, drone insurance, and also drone regulation. And uh, joining me today for our discussion as my co-host is my Ringler colleague, Janet Rossi. Janet is a settlement annuity specialist in the Charlotte Ringler office. She joined Ringler back in 1986 and then rejoined the firm in 1996 after a kind of a short hiatus to have a few babies. Right, Janet? That must have been interesting. Yes, thank you, Larry. Yeah, and uh, Janet's responsibilities include developing settlement annuity plans and presenting them at mediations, arbitrations, and settlement conferences. So, uh, Janet, thanks for joining me as my co-host. It's going to be a lot of fun. Our guests today are attorneys Bill Bulfer and Brian Simpson of the North Carolina law firm T. Campbell, Dennis, and Gorham in uh, Raleigh and Asheville, North Carolina. And Bill and Brian head the cyber liability and drone law practice at the firm. Bill Bulfer's practice in Asheville focuses mainly on complex liability and coverage issues. Bill has drafted drone liability coverage and serves as co-chair of T. Campbell's drone and cyber liability team. So with that, Bill, welcome to Ringler Radio. Glad to have you with us. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. And Brian Simpson's practice is uh, in the Raleigh office of T. Campbell and, uh, He concentrates on business and commercial law as co-chair of T. Campbell's drone and cyber liability team. Brian regularly advises clients on the regulation and use of drones, including any associated liability risks. So with that, welcome to the show, Brian. Great to have you here, too, and uh, looking forward to a really good show. Thank you very much. We're glad to be here. Okay, well, Bill and Brian, or, or either of you or both, why don't you tell us a little bit about your law firm, T. Campbell, and the launching of your cyber liability and drone law practice, and uh, when and how did that all occur, uh, that specialty? Well, as you can see from our bios, Larry, Brian and I sort of come at legal issues from different perspectives, but uh, we tend to have those issues surrounded by the time we've gotten through them all. So for me personally, it came... I came to the cyber liability and drone area of the law through my insurance coverage practice. And what that means is, as an insurance coverage lawyer, you're looking at emergent risks uh, across the sort of spectrum of law practice that may ultimately be dealt with. And over the last four or five years, whether it's nanotechnology in 
clothing or cyber hacks on a, a particular business, I work with clients to figure out what might go wrong or where somebody might get sued. And we try to provide insurance coverage and draft that insurance coverage to provide the level of protection that their clients need. Um, so about two years ago, we had that issue come up with drones, and we had an increasing number of insurance clients that were having their insurance deal with drones, whether it be in business or in law enforcement or local government. Uh, and they came to us and said, can you help us draft some coverage that provides the right kind of protections and incentivizes the right kind of behavior? At the top of the show, we talked about drones and their use. Can you provide us with some history of drones? Sure. Uh, you know, and it's something that I've followed a little bit as a a uh, technology guy interested in that kind of stuff and always had a little bit of interest in aviation. You know, drones have been around in some fashion or format for a while, but it's only relatively recently that technologically they developed to the point that typical consumer hobbyist and commercial uses are in play. If you go back 15 or 20 years, you're looking at large-scale military drones that require huge operating bases and manpower and equipment in order to make them functional. You know, it's only in the last five to ten years that we're seeing the technology advance to the point that now you can have a relatively inexpensive device that can pilot itself using GPS and be controlled by a relatively inexpensive radio device that a consumer with a few hours of training can operate successfully. You know, you know, Bill, when it comes to drone liability, though, your firm is defending claims stemming from these unmanned aircraft accidents Tell us a little bit about that and talk about some of the other drone liabilities that you've been encountering, uh, maybe invasion of privacy or trespass or what else is out there? Sure. Well, that's the that's the fascinating thing about dealing with the coverage side of this risk is you get to think about all the different ways that it can go wrong at the front end of things. And, you know, the, the biggest thing that people talk about is, you know, can I shoot a drone out of the sky? But the reality is that the the risk associated with drone use is both expansive and expanding. And, you know, you only need to look at the fact that without a license, you can fly a drone at 99 miles an hour that weighs 45 pounds through the air about 300 feet above your head to realize the types of harm that could ultimately result. But aside from just the typical, oh, the drone fell out of the sky type of of problem, there are other issues that we look at. There are products liability issues that come up. There are cyber liabilities issues that come up. If you are broadcasting from a drone and that broadcast is hacked, that's a whole different set of laws and a whole different set of coverages that ultimately apply. So really, with the increased use of drones, you can really see the increased types of lawsuits, whether they be privacy-based or personal injury-based or otherwise, that could come up. And, uh, and I'm assuming that you can, you know, you, you can also look out for a lot of the misuse of drones. Like I can imagine people wanting to use them to spy on other people and uh, maybe uh, from a commercial standpoint to see what another company's doing and they can look, on, look down from the sky. Uh, there are a lot of issues that, that drones are, are raising that I'm sure you're now having to deal with that uh, maybe were never even contemplated when we first thought about the concept of some little robot thing flying through the sky. I think that's right. And where we see a real problem is you've got folks who have very real and good purposes that they can put this technology to use with. Um, but not everybody has the same tolerance for that technology and the, the pace at which it gains momentum. And so if you've got, for example, a, a local sheriff that could use that piece of equipment to do some surveillance in a safer or, or more private fashion, 
Um, from a law enforcement perspective, that's great. But from somebody who's more concerned with privacy, you may have a conflict there. Well, Bill, uh, in these claims, who are your clients? Manufacturers, individuals, or companies? Much like the practices that our law firm has, the uh, the clients really run the gamut. I mean, if you've got a drone that's falling out of the sky, the people that are going to get sued are the people operating it and the people that manufactured it. Both of those types of clients will call T. Campbell when they need help. Um, and then we do a lot of work with local government, and that's where we're seeing a real expansive use is in the, the local government field. They use a lot of drones, and I know in Brian's practice, and he can talk a little bit more about this, in the commercial real estate and just general business field, they're using drones more and more. As Bill mentioned, my involvement with drones really started when I had clients, as Bill mentioned, in fields such as real estate and construction and architect and engineering who came to me a few years ago and said, you know, we think with the prices that drones are at, there's some capabilities we could make use of there. But, Brian, what are what are the legal issues, the regulatory issues, the contractual issues? What do we need to consider before we start putting drones to use? So that's another angle beyond just, as Bill pointed out, the risks of accidents and liabilities there. Just the business side of the use of drones is a separate area that gets looked at. Yeah, and it kind of brings me to another question, which is, you know, which of these issues that you're mentioning, are any of them unique to drones? Or, or you know, obviously injuries can, can happen from many, many different sources, but is are there any of the issues that you're having to deal with unique to the fact that this this is this product, this this entity, this 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 object is up there. Right now, I would say that, as Bill mentioned earlier, the privacy concerns are something that seem to be relatively unique to drones, because you can do things with drones in terms of flying over and around property in a manner that would not typically be seen by any other means of surveillance. So, as you as you mentioned, you can have accidents with trucks and cars and planes and any type of thing. So. Therein, you can see some similarities, but I really think the issues that right now are most being struggled with are the privacy issues and to the extent to which drones can be used without invading someone else's expectation of privacy. How important is drone insurance coverage in this day and age, Bill? I think it's critically important, um, and not just critically important because there are a lot of attendant risks, but important to think about the, the reason that you're using a particular drone when purchasing insurance coverage. Um, There are a variety of different markets for this type of coverage and a variety of different coverages that you may ultimately want to get. Um, And it really ranges based upon what the drone is being used for. If you've got somebody who's recreational, their risks may be somewhat limited. If you're flying over a, a field, there are less people to injure. But if you are in a commercial setting or in a law enforcement setting, then the risks tend to amplify and whatnot. So I think the critical thing when thinking about coverage is, one, don't assume that you have it. Make sure that you've actually looked at the coverages that you've got, that they apply to drone use, and more importantly, that they apply to the type of drone use that you or your business or your entity is engaged in because tailoring the coverage to the risk that you're undergoing is really what makes insurance work well for you. Well, you know, uh, one thing about today's environment that we live in is if there's a function out there, there's, there's usually an app for it. And uh, I, I would suppose, Bill, that talking about drone insurance and designing coverages, uh, there must be some apps out there as well that, that can kind of provide this kind of on-demand insurance. You're finding that uh, cropping up as well? There are. Uh, there, there's an app, for example, called Verify that offers limited uh, 
basically on-demand insurance based on the number of hours you're going to use, the size of the the operation, the way you're using it. Uh, and those are good for the right people. They are not typically the type of coverages that Brian or I are dealing with just because it's, it's rare that a, uh, you know, a general consumer who has a drone that they use for recreation will come to Teague Campbell to worry about all the attendant risks we've talked about. Those apps tend to be, hey, I know I've got a piece of equipment up in the air and that something could go wrong, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click it and get some protection. And they work seemingly well for that. Uh, what I would say is think about why you're using the drone and then contemplate the type of insurance that you may want. Because if you're looking at uh, working for a business, for example, you have risks with the people you're working for, and you have all those other attendant risks that are more than just the, oops, something went wrong with my drone. Yeah, so walk, walk me through a little bit how a, a person who wants to use a drone, would they, and they want to have insurance uh, to protect themselves, would they typically go to an insurance broker out there or an insurance agency and say, hey, I have this, this issue, I want you to deal with it, or, and is then that agency coming to you for expertise, or, or do they go direct to someone like yourself? I think it, it depends on the the nature of the work and the sophistication of the client and also on their relationship with their insurance broker. We, with increased frequency, are having folks come to our firm because at the end of the day, we're not selling insurance. So when they ask us, what does this coverage provide? I can tell them because I interpret that for a living and folks like Brian defend those cases with those insurance policies for a living and there's nothing to be gained or lost by our interpretation. So we do see more and more folks wanting an outside legal perspective on those documents, but those are also questions you can ask directly of a trusted insurance advisor or insurance agent, um, and they'll have different options available as well. Well, that sounds like a good approach, uh, especially with some of the, you know, the fact that these are cutting-edge issues that you're dealing with and haven't really been around for a while, uh, especially with the, with the whole issue of drones uh, generally. So let's take a quick break right now, and we'll be back right in a minute, right here on Ringo Radio, talk a little bit more about drones. In the meantime, I'm going to go outside and look up and see what's up there. I'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio, brought to you from Ringler, the nation's leading provider of fair settlement solutions. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler advisors work with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. Everybody wins. There's a Ringler consultant in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experienced experts in the settlement business than Ringler. Check out our website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for injured parties, attorneys, and claims professionals to find the Ringler advisor nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best, most objective financial plan. You can count on Ringler Advisors to create a customized plan that meets the financial needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Janet Rosie, out of the Charlotte Ringler office in North Carolina. And our special guests, Attorney Bill Bulfer and Brian Simpson from the Teague Campbell Law Firm 
in North Carolina as well. Bill and Brian run the cyber liability and drone law practice at the firm, and uh, we've been chatting with them today about some of the new issues surrounding this fairly new uh, phenomenon called uh, the drone. Brian, with the with the popularity of drones and the usage of drones on the rise, the, I guess the regulation of drones is really essential. Uh, tell us some more about regulation involving drones and what your firm is doing to assist uh, your clients. Uh, I'm sure you have some, let's say, municipal clients, commercial clients, and they're trying to obtain permits and, and really comply with different regulations that are out there. I know we have a lot of regulations about a lot of things. I'm sure there's some around the drone. There certainly are, and they are rapidly evolving. You know, it was only a very short period of time ago, only a few years, when the FAA's initial stance was that pending the enactment of permanent rules, the commercial use of drones was prohibited absent a very limited or limitedly granted waiver from the FAA. We then moved into kind of an intermediate step where for a period of time while the FAA was generating permanent rules, they allowed an exemption process. But it was lengthy, it was expensive, and it was burdensome. And fortunately, by the summer of 2016, in August, the FAA finally released what is commonly referred to as Part 107 rules that makes for a much more streamlined process for an individual to obtain an FAA license in order to operate a drone commercially. Of course, you can also have state and federal, excuse me, state and local regulations. North Carolina is an example where, in addition to having a federal license, operating a drone within the state of North Carolina requires a state license. Again, not too terribly complicated to obtain, but certainly you need a little bit of advice on who to go to and how to make that happen. Bill, will we see more cases involving drones? I think the numbers just dictate that you will. I know that you know we've talked about the you know, over a million drones that are now available to be up in the air and. Um, it doesn't take you know, but a week for me to look out my window here at the office and see somebody flying one around the main square in Asheville. So I think the numbers just suggest that with use, and like anything else, be it automobiles or other technology, uh, there will be cases that come out of it. I don't look at it as a, an end-of-day sort of thing. I just think it's going to take measured regulation. And much like you have Motor Vehicle Responsibility Acts in every state, you'll probably see similar legislations that deal with this technology to help keep people safe and allow the technology to reach its fullest potential. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we keep reading about uh, companies like Amazon and, and others uh, using drones to deliver products uh, directly to uh, to households and, and, and businesses. It's uh, it's kind of a new world we're facing out there. And, uh, you know, between robots and driverless cars and drones, uh, I think a lot of us feel like dinosaurs out here. But... Uh, you're obviously working hard at that. So what advice do you have, uh, Bill and Brian, to, to any individual out there that's, you know, using drones or finding themselves involved in a drone liability matter? Uh, what should they be doing? Well, hopefully they listen to your podcast and, and they have insurance in place. Um, and if they do, they call the insurance company. Um, if not, then, then I think Brian was probably about to talk about the next step. I think there's a due diligence process there, as Bill mentioned. First, if you've done the due diligence up front and you've gotten proper insurance, your first call is going to be to your insurance company because they've got the claim handling experience. They've got the availability of experts and attorneys who know how to guide you through that process. If you're on the unfortunate end of not having considered that in advance, uh, my best recommendation is contact an attorney who's familiar with drone law and help, help guide you through that process. Well, I think that's a tremendous, uh, a tremendous uh, bit of advice because uh, this is a new area for a lot of people, especially a lot of listeners here that are, are listening in to, to the whole drone arena for the first time. Uh, 
I can't imagine, uh, you know, three years ago, five years ago, we even thought about drones, but uh, they're certainly coming, m- becoming more and more prevalent out there. And, and in light of that, if somebody wanted to have a, a discussion with you, uh, Brian or Bill, about, about drone, drone liability and how to protect themselves, how would they get in touch with you? Please feel free to reach out to us. Our website is teaguecampbell.com, and they can find our access, access uh, to our contact info there and reach out to us. We'd be glad to talk with them. Terrific. And uh, Janet, if someone wanted to talk to you, how would they do that? Certainly you can call us at 800-825-7735 here in Charlotte. Terrific. And of course, I want to remind everybody out there that you can reach all Ringler Associates, any of us around the country, by going to ringlerassociates.com and uh, look at all the uh, interesting information on the website about structured settlements. And, of course, you can listen to all the Ringler Radio shows also on ringlerassociates.com. You could also listen to those shows on ringlerradio.com, legaltalknetwork.com, or go to iTunes and download uh, right directly to your, uh, to your device and listen at your leisure. And uh, with that, I think uh, Bill and Brian and, uh, and Janet, I think we've had a ter- terrific discussion here. I was going to say uh, I don't think we droned on too much, but uh, that sounds good to me. We're, uh, we're really happy about it and glad to have you with us. So, uh, Bill and Brian, again, thanks for being our great guests. Glad to have been Thank here. Thank you, Janet and Larry. We enjoyed it. Thank you. Terrific. And, Janet, thanks for being a great co-host. Sure. I enjoy being here, too. Terrific. And for the rest of you out there, Go out and look up in the sky. Watch out. Make sure no one falls on your head. (laughs) But have a great day. Bye-bye now. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio, celebrating more than a decade of podcasting and over 2 million listeners. Think of Ringler, the objective settlement advisors with more than 140 consultants in 60 cities nationwide. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.